My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord. And to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate and the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you prepared in sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people, Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted And you yourself, a sword, will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A few years ago, I was at a Mass where a priest friend of mine was being installed as the new pastor of a parish. And before we began, this middle-aged woman came into the sacristy and asked the bishop, who was officiating at the ceremony, if he would be able to offer a blessing for her parents who were celebrating their wedding anniversary that night. He very generously offered, how would they like to renew their vows, which they were very excited to do. So after communion, the bishop invited the couple to come up. These two older people started walking slowly, carefully up the aisle. And the entire way up the aisle, they never stopped holding each other's hands. And as they passed pew upon pew of people, You could see how their eyes were filling with tears. 
When they arrived at the foot of the altar, the bishop asked them how many years they had been married, and the wife responded, 60 years ago today. The bishop then followed up asking, and where did you get married? And the wife proudly responded, right here, as she pointed her finger to the floor, marking the very spot in front of the altar where they had stood all those decades earlier. The bishop was surprised as he said, you've been here in this parish for 60 years. And they simply nodded their heads as the wife said, we've been here together every week since we were married. What was even more moving was that as they began to renew their wedding vows, no one could take their eyes off this couple as they lovingly held each other's hands, but could barely look at each other as they tried holding back tears as they said once again, I take you to be my wife, my husband. I promise to be true to you in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. I will love you and honor you all the days of my life. Listening to them, you couldn't help but wonder what was going through their minds. What had they lived through? What struggles which must have seemed insurmountable at times had they conquered? What joys and moments of pride, what sleepless nights of worry over their children had they endured? What twists and turns, ups and downs did they encounter? How often did they think, I don't think I can do this anymore, but somehow found the grace from God to strengthen their resolve to try once again? That memory came to mind praying with these scriptures for this Christmas feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. In the first reading from Genesis, we hear about Abraham and Sarah before the, their name change. And one of the major struggles in this married couple's relationship had been that they were unable to have children of their own. Here God had chosen Abraham to lead his people, that God would make Abraham a great nation, yet he had no son, no heir, no legacy. And now they're of advanced age. Abraham doesn't see how it would be possible for God's promise to be fulfilled. Similarly, in the gospel, Joseph and Mary are still trying to unpack what has happened in their lives in a relatively short period of time. They went from being a betrothed couple, being drawn now into all these miraculous happenings. Mary conceives Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Joseph is consoled and counseled in a dream to take Mary into his home and raise the son as if he were his own. And in today's gospel, they go into the temple to perform the Jewish custom of presenting him to the Lord. And they hear these two devout people, Simeon and the prophetess Anna, speak these words of how this newborn child is salvation, light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people Israel. This leaves the gospel writer, St. Luke, to somewhat underwhelmingly share the child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Immediately after, Mary is warned that this salvation, this light, this glory that is her son will not be received by many. And that division will pierce her heart and her soul. 
So often whenever the church speaks of family life, I think there's this impression that because we believe marriage to be a sacred covenant between a husband and a wife, that there is this expectation of perfection in marriage. And that's why for so many, this feast can seem to be a bit off-putting. Just the title, The Holy Family, seems like a high bar to measure ourselves up to. And that so many people have had painful family circumstances, whether there's been abuse in the, the families or dysfunction or destructive and unhealthy relationships. All of this sadly results with this being another area where many people understandably feel disconnected from our faith. But to me, all of these couples testify to a very different reality. That is a universal call for married couples and those not married alike. A call not to perfection, but to faith, which is oftentimes the complete opposite of perfection. Joseph and Mary expressed astonishment, doubts, fear to their invitations and directions from the Lord. Abraham has confusion, uncertainty, perhaps even exasperation, and his wife Sarah laughs when the plan for their lives was unfolding. Yet somehow in the midst of all those questions, all those worries, all those challenges, they, like that couple renewing their marriage vows after 60 years, held each other's hands, trying to maintain faith in each other, and more importantly, in God. So much so that in hindsight, they almost couldn't believe any of what they were able to face and to endure was ever possible. These couples testify in their unique, blessed way that when they trusted in God, when they obeyed God, when they, in response to God's word, acted courageously, they were able to remain committed to their vows to one another in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. They were able to become a father to countless generations. They were able to bring forth Jesus Christ. They were able to accomplish far more than they ever imagined, expected, or ever conceived of. Whatever our personal family stories have told us to this point, whether we're married or we've never been married or suffered divorce or experienced some challenges that mix all of the above, the beauty of this Christmas feast reminds us that Jesus enters into all this human messiness that can be found in every family. In Jesus' birth, God enters into human history in a unique and profound way. And human history is changed forever by that. That doesn't perfect us here and now but it does call us to a faith in which everything and everyone is recreated and transformed in the love of our God who humbles himself to become one of us so that one day we might become like him.